Kia ora and welcome to this episode of the Stag Roar. This episode is brought to you by our mates at Modern Pirate, 100% carbon neutral. Modern Pirate makes an amazing range of men's grooming products. And if you're one of our Aussie listeners, then you've probably seen them in your quality barber shop. I've used the pomade in their matte clay paste to style what hair I have left. And their charcoal soap is the business. You can get 10% off every order by simply entering the code STAGROAR at checkout. That's lowercase S-T-A-G-R-O-A-R. Look good and support yet another quality Kiwi export that the Aussies are sure to claim as their own. Check them out at modernpirate.com.au. That code again is STAGROAR. Kia ora and welcome to episode 187 of the STAGROAR. This episode I'm joined by good mate Howells Waterworth. Um, if you've been on to staggerun.com and checked out the latest blog where I talk about my training for the Aotearoa Ultra 53 that I did in January, you'll see Howes' name mentioned there. He's one of those people that you should uh, choose carefully as your mates. <laughs> Just might end up running bloody 53Ks over mountains. And worse, God, the girl's a madman, woman. <laughs> no, she's awesome in the best kind of way, mad in the best type of way, old house. So, um, yeah, she was down in the bay, being up to all sorts of antics, and we caught up for a podcast on the new kit. Um, yeah, still trying to get it quite right. Um, this one's pretty good, a bit more volume, which is handy. Um, just think I need to change it to mono rather than stereo, but. It's good fun. You kind of feel like you're in the room when the uh, when the channels go from one ear to the other. <laughs> we'll see how we go next time. Um, yeah, without further ado, here's the latest episode with Howl's Waterworth. Awesome. Just want to get to the so just to the edge. Oh no, I'm still peeking. No, it's good. Still peeking. Yeah, not on there. Hill oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> water. So cool. Yeah. It's like I'm in a, like a helicopter, sorry. <clears throat> We're going to take flight. You've done helicopter flights, eh? I have. Yeah. <laughs> have you flown it? Have I flown one? Yeah. Uh, I have had a turn, actually, a couple of times. couple? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, as, as I did for my 30th, there's a uh, helicopter lesson. Did you? Yeah, it was me. That your present? Yeah. Yeah. I love this setup, eh? <laughs> It is like Joe Rogan styles now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that that so except for those headphones, yeah, which is what's I'm gonna get. Um, everything else is pretty much finished. So yeah, we've got to get two sets of those. Yeah, that's the goal. And it'll be me. It'll be all set up. So you'll um, you'll have to come to talk it all for the first like <laughs> new new podcast studio. Did you know? Do you know that? Yeah, 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 you had mentioned it. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, mate. New beginnings, new adventure. Yeah. That's cool. Big smoke. Yeah. Here's a forest. <laughs> Wave it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, like that. So, so you went, went another year around the, no, the sun? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a year since we've had a chat, eh? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, probably more like a year since we first met. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I think so. What were we up to? No, nah, it was still... Still level four at the moment. It just started. Yeah. 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 I think it might have been August. Nah, but surely. 
It was like June, June, May. Okay. May. Who knows? Yeah. It's all good. So yeah. what were you, what were you doing this time last year? You we we in, talked we about we were in the revenant yet. When you yes. In, yep. We so. chat about that. Um, no, no. But w- when you were in level four, were you in the revenant yet? In the revenant, as in entered. Yeah. 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 So what was going through your head? You're like the world's locked down. You're still keeping the the streets safe from fires. Yeah, I, well, I was essential, right? So, <laughs> we'll stop uh, yeah, <laughs> no. So I was one of the lucky ones. Um, yeah, so I'm lucky because I, I can train at work, obviously. So you can keep a lot of strength, and you can do a lot of speed work and and everything else. And um, my flatmate and I got into cycling inside, got the wind trainers going. And I tell you what, man, cycling fitness is is great. It's it's beneficial for all kinds of sports. So. It kept the legs ticking over before you could get out and do some long distance stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, you could run an, around home, right? So <laughs> I definitely could. I had a yeah. whole, whole farm to run on. Well, exactly right. So I wasn't necessarily away from too many tracks that were close to home that you could just do laps and laps and laps, and so you could still get outside. So yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I was yeah. I was quite thankful for the bike. You know. Yeah. He said I could do a hundred now. <laughs> yeah oh so yeah that was the immediate race coming up wasn't it, it was i yeah. had the 100k in october yeah the taupo ultra with Aidy mckenzie yeah. yeah that was yeah actually we had started to um we thought because of the covid they were going to pull that race yeah because you've got a so delay we, day we were so like oh we've just done all this training like should we just do our own 100k and then we kind of just lost momentum for it and um sort of kind of even started tapering and then they put the race back on and we were like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> and so I had to kind of go back into that mindset like, yeah, okay, you're about to run 100K. So How delayed was it? How delayed? Yeah, was it like? No. It was like a couple of weeks out. They yeah. scratched it. And then like the week of, they were like, hey, we're back on. So, yeah. <laughs> so was it on the same date still? Yes. Oh, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not so, easy. Not, not easy. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, so bookings and for hotels and everything like that was still good to go, so. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that like? Hundy? The Hundy? Hundy. Uh, what was it? Nine I, hours, 13? No, God, no. No, I didn't. 13. 13 hours. Yeah, something. 13. Nine? Yeah, I have to have a look. Maybe I got those around the wrong way. It was 13 hours, nine. Jeez, no, I think that Ruth lady did nine hours for the Tatawera and she was like the fastest chick ever bet um, a couple of records. No, um... No, it was 13 hours. I was pretty wrapped with myself. Um, I paced well. I had no injuries. I had no issues, no real mental walls um, to, to go through. Um, I listened to my body. I put all the good sh- stuff in. I was about to swear. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a great atmosphere. Um, the support was really good. Um, the days leading... Uh, the days after were pretty rough, <laughs> like slow moving, like barely moving. Um, and then, yeah, then the blues of the event being over. Mm. Um, but knowing that you can do it, um, yeah, it's quite a euphoric feeling, especially coming into the Revenant. It's like, okay, well, yeah, I know I can do some time on the legs now. I'm just going to keep building on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when, when was the Sky Tower? Was it after or before? <sighs> Sky Tower was November. Yeah. Um... How'd you go? I couldn't quite figure uh, out what the three was. I think I came third overall. Yeah. yeah. Second, I think, in my category. Yeah. Um, AD took it out. 
Um, yeah, with, st- with steel cylinder. So she's a weapon, obviously, yeah. and she's um, charging with the Sky Tower. But um, yeah, I'll, that was the last time I'm doing the Sky Tower, so it was really cool. Just was, like the last time you did no, the no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I've had my dash of climb up the tower. No, I've got, um, yeah, I've become quite serious with the, the endurance stuff, so focusing solely on that at, at these days. So, yeah. Yeah, so like I said, like the last time you're doing the Revenant, <laughs> yeah. it, was good, it, was good. it was good when I was talking to Ian and I said, yeah, um, how's that coming back? And he's like, bullshit. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Yeah, no. How long, how long did I've it take you to um, get over, like, I, I, I was never going to do a ultra again and I yeah. only did 53Ks, so yeah. I think I'm going to do an ultra again. So. Perfect, of course you are. <laughs> It's like people that have babies. Oh, I, oh labour was horrific. Oh, yeah? Okay. A year later, pregnant again. <laughs> so I hear. So it's like, it must be amazing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how, how long, how long did, did, did it take to be like, oh, maybe it wasn't so bad. Oh, maybe I'll do it. Like, um, a week? No, no, straight after. And, and that comes down to the people that um, are around the event, created the event, doing it. Um the atmosphere and the family vibe, um, the community, uh, it's just, and the athletes, obviously, I was just like, yeah, I have to be around these characters again and give this, an- give this another nudge now that I know what it's all about. And um, more, it's just personal challenge, eh? Like, so um, I was really stoked with what I did. It mm. was um, it was an eye-opener, to say say the least. Well, like, how, how so? Like, what, what? Uh, I, I made the mistake of looking at the distance as mm. opposed to the terrain and and yeah where i'm at in the north island um i don't have the elevation to train on and i can definitely get some some of the similar terrain um but i need to get off track more i need to go bush bashing more i need to yeah train train for the elevation change um also longer hours on the legs and doing some more night training like all sorts of things like yeah like i all of a sudden i found that i was surrounded by elites like yeah, and I was this amateur <laughs> that, yeah, makes my own homemade missions. But no, um, so that's that initially just bit me and slapped me in the face. It was like, okay, you need to you need to step up and get serious about it. You went up to that next level and yeah. you're like, oh, jeez, there's a bit more up here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Like, yeah, yeah. No, so, so what does it mean now? Like, you've already done two, three things since? Yeah, where are we now? Is it that's January? Um, yeah, since then, crocky dick. Just um, enjoying life. Twenty twenty one has been amazing. Nice. Yeah, and um, yeah, good things are happening. I've done yeah a few things, a couple of hearts with family members, and <laughs> racing my brother Matt across the line uh, at Xterra last weekend was just. That was actually my most favorite run in the whole entire world. It was just a cheeky twenty one k. And amongst the Rotorua forestry and bush around uh, Blue Lake, Green Lake, um, surrounded by a bunch of awesome people and just battling it out with him, you know, giving him shit and, you know, um, getting him to the end. And he did awesome. And then, yeah, trying to take him out over the line. <laughs> um, but no, I had homemade missions, just getting out, doing long hours on the legs. Uh, managed to do the Kawikas to Kaimanawas recently, fast packing. Yeah. So I've always wanted to do that. And, um, it's it's definitely doable if you know a thing or two and um but fast packing it makes it a little bit funner and and the tracks aren't always um that noticeable and 
there's a little bit of map reading and navigation skills and some self-talk and backtracking and <laughs> right around and yeah um how how was how your self-talk going because like i was out on the car because on the weekend i was a shitter and um <clears throat> i sort of navigated a new area that i wanted to link up and i knew i was going to get into some rubbish country and it was like steep kanuka just yeah. battling around these these basins that was, it was real ass i don't know if you saw my story when i got out of there i was just like covered in dirt <laughs> and leaves and i've still got like all these little bits of manuka in my hands and things and i just yeah. basically said well man that's harder than it needed to be because right. sure enough about halfway along the beautiful bush hours and there's a little there's a little track to go back to the main track yeah and you know it would have been nice to just turn around and walk back and go to that and have a hunky dory day but i was like no i'll just see where this you goes keep going. <laughs> yeah. Off track. yeah off well yeah off yeah. track make make up the whole mental picture of the area and and you were hunting yeah i was, I was getting my gun <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and the quintessential thing like get out to the track naked just kind of walking along thinking about putting my gun on my pack and taking yeah. my jacket off and even that roll of cheese that's in the top of my pack and yeah bang bang crash there's this little stag on the side of the track that bust off and i was just like that's classic that's murphy's law right <laughs> oh big time wow you know you're not supposed to shoot animals on the track but all, all the same it's uh it's good yeah. good good to you know be aware of those ones but yeah good reminder to always stay confident and i had been doing that all day eh? like yeah. walking along like stay concentrated stay concentrated like you're naked stay concentrated but yeah. what my point was is that in the past, going through that shit, I've got like real down and real angry right. at myself. But now I was, I was feeling good. I think that's just from doing it more. How are you, how are you feeling now on those backtracks, mis- missing your markers type, type scenarios? Oh, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, I can see how it gets frustrating, eh? Bush bashing <laughs> like that. But like, it, I guess it depends on your goal and what you're doing it for. But um, yeah, I, I guess it all comes down to listening to your body. So like if I'm starting to get really tired, I'm pushing the boundaries mm. and I start like not enjoying it. Um, you start to reassess the situation and be like, okay, what do you need? Like, okay, I need water. I need electrolytes. I need, I need some I food. I need a snack. <laughs> Were you? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, look, you, you're out there chasing the hard. You're, you're chasing uncomfortable. You're trying to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So it should be no surprise to you, you find yourself when you're starting to really feel it that you're starting to like oh you're aware of your pain you're aware that's difficult you're aware you're frustrated you're oh you know your timings haven't been right or something you know and, mm. and oh, it's all part of it and i think if you don't have that hardship then you're not going to actually appreciate what you've gone through at the end of it you know and you know, and i think that's where the real growth happens and mm. i think we've talked about it before but like yeah you have to get you have to go through those dark moments to, to really enjoy it all. So, yeah, oh. mental chat's easy these days. I was, I was stoked, eh? I, like, no animals. I heard one and yeah. saw that one briefly, but, yeah. like, it was just, like, an awesome mission. And, like, yeah. confidence-wise, it was, yeah. it was mint. Um, so, like, doing that Kawika climb one was getting over the topo or something yeah. you always wanted to do. Oh, like, how did, how did that sort of start? Or was it just, like, sitting out here, looking across at those ranges going... Pretty much, like, yeah. it's building confidence, eh, and curiosity. So you you start out by tramping, you start out by pushing the backcountry, you start out by going off track, and then you, you start looking out further. And I, every time I went to the Kawika, I did my familiar backcountry tracks um, for whatever the mission was, um, you'd always be looking out into the horizon. You'd be like, wouldn't it be neat to mm. go over there or to traverse that or to climb that mountain or you know swim across there whatever mm-hmm. and and then 
when you get the opportunity and it does always present itself it's like oh, i'm gonna do that yeah. and then you start tackling what needs to happen for that to happen so and an opportunity presented itself this easter all the weather was crap around the country and i was on i'm on leave and so it forced me into my own backyard country like spare of the moment and it was easter weekend and i was like oh the roars starting easter weekend the huts be full there'll be heaps of trampers and hunters on the tracks and i was like i've only got this amount of time actually this would be perfect mm-hmm. it'd be perfect training time on legs i'm gonna fast pack it mm-hmm. and so i bought a bunch of maps did a bit of pre-planning watched the weather constantly and then just went after it nice yeah did you did you see ian's mission over the root burn i did yeah today yeah i was like so i like went and saved went and saved what he packed yes and yeah i was like mate you packed more than what i take hunting and people were were like i don't know interested in him and what he was doing so what, what did he pack he had a garmin in reach um gore-tex waterproof jacket waterproof over trails long sleeve thermal thermal leggings arm sleeves a synthetic puff jacket and he notes that it's better in the wet which is true <laughs> um warm hat gloves spare gloves a buff headlamp with spare batteries and a second headlamp with spare batteries so he's beating me there first aid kit got one of those a survival bag food water and his phone like he's 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 geared are they most of that he'll be wearing yeah and it's exactly. the road burn right so yeah. it was known yeah yeah and so like and he he you know he's like oh, he'd be going out for a mad mission so he was be he was mad he was like yeah. running across the top screaming mad, yeah. at, at the snow and then yeah. he's like oh and a tramper <laughs> i still i still can't comprehend what he pulled off in the revenant um it's just yeah legendary yeah yeah so what was in your fast pack um i take a tent just because i've been caught out before um on a on a public holiday banking on having a bed in the hut mm-hmm. and to be honest i love my tent it's so mm-hmm. light and i'm quite keen what to, do you got it's just like a little one man one kilo Kathmandu tent it's it's my baby and i'll put put it up anywhere i actually slept on a ridge yeah. <laughs> the first night and holy heck that was chilly um so was, it, take, was it blowing then or no? No, it wasn't. Nice. No, it was awesome. I was actually I, I cracked it. It was awesome. So, no, I take a tent. Um, I take my PLB. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at it, like I feel like my parents are watching me over there. No. Um. So PLB. Um. I take my one treat item, my luxury item that I asked every tramper or, or hunter on the track what they take. I'll, I'll tell you later. But, um, I take a block of goat's cheese gouda for mm. the end. Um, I take a sleep my my Halo sleeping bag. As the domings, I, right? Yes, yeah. awesome, light, small, um, worth the price. I don't. I take one jacket, mm-hmm. um, seamline, rugged one. I take one pair of wet clothes, one pair of dry clothes. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I take enough food. I fast um, until like ten thirty eleven. I have a black coffee. Um, so that that saves on breakfast foods, carrying breakfast foods, mm-hmm. and then um, I have a light lunch and a big hefty dinner, and then that's it. So I'm I'm really light. Are you cooking that, or that's dry? I food? do take my um, gas cooker. Yeah, yeah, little st- yeah stuff for gas. And so, what are you doing in terms of hydration? Um, I there's lots of rivers and things. Mm. So, and I was visiting huts to sign the book and check out the hut because that's I love um, hut bagging, but um reading the history and stuff but um the squeegee bottles i yep. fill up and i have the little nude hydra uh electrolyte 
tablets mm-hmm. that you can drop in if you need. And I also take a three liter camel pack and keep that topped up. So I have more than enough water. That's and that's if you, you set up a tent somewhere where there's not, you, you can still make a hot drink. And yeah. 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 I, I took um, three. Um, shit, I had my 1.5 liter camel pack, which I had um, Hans Martin. And then I had my two five, 500ml squeegee bottles. And then a 1.5 litre. Yeah. So what's that? That's uh, two and a half litres plus my 1.5. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's heaps. Yeah. I mean, if you've got heaps of water in you and, you, and you've looked at the maps and stuff like that, like you, it's, it's unnecessary weight to carry sometimes. Mm. Like you can just take little bottles and fill up in the creeks. So you don't even need a camel pack. But yeah. Yeah, that's, it was good. Yeah, that was definitely like my ultra. I still don't know whether the camel pack was necessary. Like I kept it until there was about 15 k ago and then yeah. I ditched it. And then, like, I did get slightly dry on that last bit. Like, mum and dad were coming up the hill with me, so I was nicked some water off them. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. It was, it was a hard, it was a, like, to retrospectively yeah. look at it again, like, would I take that again? Because that's like... You learn so much from one every and a half race. Kg, eh? doesn't matter how many times, like, I'm not, I'm not a huge eventer and I'm definitely not elite and I can't give too much, you know, professional advice. But I think everything that you do, you're going to learn from, right? So, like everything you did on that 50 or that ultra you're going to be doing you'll be like that you bank that it put that away for your next one which yeah. there'll be a next one <laughs> <laughs> i'll probably go back and do it i'll tell her again that was good you did the same one yeah, yeah. maybe do, maybe actually do the 101 don't know how are the poles the poles yeah on the revenant did you use them i did yeah and i i i had never used them and i tell you <laughs> what they're fantastic i'm so i don't know how people don't use them like i use them fast tracking just now and and i don't know the statistics on it but this saves your legs like so much energy holy hecka yeah. but i I've got blisters on the inside of my hands <laughs> and yeah sagging like i do have cramp spray now but in in salt tablets but um, I was getting cramp on my biceps on the Revenant because I just had never had used poles before and so my arms had to do something different. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, looking around all the elites and, and people that know a thing or two that start to push the boundaries, um, they all carry them. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so for you, like, how would you do poles differently? Like, did you use them all the time? Did you pack them up every now and again or just get them on you? But, yeah, as in running with them? Yeah. Yeah, just like... You're using them a lot. There's a lot up, down, up, down, up, down. So there's not a huge amount of flat. <laughs> I saw Bless the revenant. I, I did see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So um, when you're not running with them, uh, I mean, people with the real cool gear, they can clip them on places so they're out of the way. I found I was using them so much that they were barely unusable. I would just kind of tuck and run. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't see me doing that. but <laughs> um, Yeah. You find your own way. Yeah. 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 I mean... Yeah. So, what have you like learned about yourself? Learned about myself. Yeah, like that. You know, you go into the revenant. What does it say? The most likely outcomes failure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, what? First, firstly, what is it like facing that as a prospect? Then, going along, you know, doing it, being in the being in the competition. Or well, it's not even competition. Competition with yourself. And then get into that time where you said, right, I've got to be happy with this. And um, this is me. Um, well, you're committed, right? Yeah. And so you're doing it. So mm-hmm. you may as well embrace every aspect of it. And the beautiful thing about the Revenant is that 
you're kind of kept in su- suspense. So you, I've got, I had nothing to compare it to. So it was happening to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I didn't, I, I just kind of let it happen. And the awesome people around me were giving me heaps of advice and they were real, everyone was just in a real cool, chilled out mood. And it was the celebration that was the title. So like we'd come out of a terrible year, you know, and um, terrible in, in some ways and, and great in others. But um yeah, so everyone was in just such an awesome mood to be there. There was no internationals, but um, Scotty and the team pulled off an amazing event. And you're just sitting. It's hard to not be appreciative when you're standing at like three in the morning and there's bagpipes going and there's a haka going and the stars are amazing, you know, and Garston and the tops there at Welcome Rock. And all of a sudden you take off and everyone just blitzes it. And I'm like, there's no way they're going to maintain this pace for 200 kilometers, you know, like 60 hours. Like, what is this? And then I was like, oh, like I'm, I'm like stumbling over tussock going down the rocks. And I'm like, holy hecka, there's a few days of this. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to just do go a hundy and let it happen to me and go through the motions. And it wasn't until the nook of my portion that I actually caught up with a couple of people that I kept pace with. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed to work out well for whatever reason that we never decided to go together, but we kind of floated around together or chipping in bits and pieces that we thought would help the, the team get there. Um, and it wasn't until uh, after lap one that my knees gave out. And then, yeah, I had a lot of self-talk and mm-hmm. I was... And I said to the guys, like, hey, fellas, this is where you leave me. And so they carry on. Um, they were awesome. And I had a lot of self-chat. And I was like, I've never been so happy at failing. Mm. And I I, I was, yeah, as a, I was walking down and I could see the stars coming out again. And I was just like, okay, yeah, I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of do's and don'ts and what I need to do to come back. Um yeah, and just how awesome people are, mm. and 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 all those guys. Yeah. So what was the yeah. chat? What was the chat like? There was those. It, was it, yeah. Was it just like <laughs> you have well, a lot of time with yeah, people? Yeah. What do you, what do, you do you through the day? Or, them or real like, well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and like, there's no shame in anything. Everything yeah. goes out the window. You get to know people real quick and real well after that amount of time. And then when you start to get tired and stuff, it's like all kinds of conversations, weird and wacky, come out. Um, Geez, looking back, I can't actually pinpoint certain topics, but just life chats, you know, mm-hmm. real deep and meaningful life chats mm-hmm. and why we're doing it and how we got here and other events that have led them to this and where they're going from here and what they want to achieve. And it's just awesome. Yeah. And you feed off it, you know, and there are a lot of times where it's quiet yeah. in, in the hard times where everyone's like chewing it out, going uphill or something. <laughs> or everyone decides they want to take different routes mm-hmm. in certain areas, and yeah. When it, when it's quiet like that, um, what did you focus on? Like, especially if you're going uphill through tussock, there's there's already a few sounds, heavy breathing, that wishy washy sound through the tussock. You yeah. know, you got you got the poles there trying to click. It's a click lot of concentration, to yep. be honest. Like that Spaniard grass, you don't want to roll an ankle, you don't want to yeah cut yourself up, and um, so there's a lot of concentration. Do I need water? It's hot. Do I need to change? Do I need sunscreen? You're constantly assessing the situation. And then um, you're thinking about the, the oncoming hours and going into dark and trying to remember terrain and, okay, that's there and that's there. What's this going to look like at dark? Make point mental notes of this. And and then, yeah, you, you if you have time and 
I guess towards the end when you know your 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 body's calling it, mm-hmm. you do start to think about life and your mates and your family and other people and where am I going? What am I doing? All that <laughs> inner chat, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, you assess everything at the end, you know, and then yeah. Yeah. Um did you know, like I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I was still doing that on the on yeah. the run, like what the fuck am I doing? Like, what did I do this for? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Was there any of that going on? Nah, shit, no. Uh, that's awesome. Nah, not at all. Nah. I, lo- I, I, I mean, I'm a little bit sadistic, but I feed off getting myself to that point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love seeing what the human body can do and the mindset and having to battle it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, no, it becomes good. quite addictive, actually. I guess you start chasing it, but yeah. No, it was... That's pretty cool. So whereabouts were you on the course? Like, were you near anywhere or in the middle of nowhere? Or when when you, when you called it, pulled, pulled your phone out of the bag? Uh, I was down at checkpoint one on the second lap. Yeah, yeah, because I I didn't want to be a pain in the ass and go right out into the wilderness and then have to call it. Um, just with my knees, I I thought um walking out of there probably wasn't going to be an option, mm-hmm. and it would have to get to that point for me to stop would be my body and mm-hmm. i always said that my body will give up before i do and unfortunately that did happen and yeah it was oh, i hated the call yeah. <laughs> but again i was yeah i was i was pretty chuffed at the same time so what did you say to scotty yeah scotty <laughs> hey scotty <laughs> yeah yeah i was like i'm sorry <laughs> i was like i'm broken um it's me yeah. What did he say to you? He was like, he was like, awesome effort, mate. Awesome. Like, just, I actually can't remember the conversation too much, a bit delirious, but he was like, Tom will be down to pick you up, shit soon. You're good. You happy to just camp out there for a moment? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And what did you do? Rug up and, oh, you were at the checkpoint? Yeah, I was at yeah. number number one down yeah. on the bottom there. Yeah. Yeah. And what? Yeah. Rug, rugged just up rugged and... up and just kind of sat there and I was like, yeah, that's me. So what's going on with your knees? Um, I guess just hadn't trained for the sheer elevation differences. Um, downhill, it was the inside of legs. I don't know any technical names for it. I never got checked out. <laughs> I just, you know, I'll massage, a little bit of recovery, recovery time like and then self, back into self it. Self-massage so, or you went and saw someone? Uh, I've got a Thai lady I go to. She beats me up. It's fantastic. <laughs> and, so you're just, yeah. like, you're just like, I hear it. Can you just... Moving yeah. around, is that what She's you She's awesome, yeah. Yeah, or oh, massage, oh, yeah, definitely suggest massage for anyone doing sporting events. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And you were doing osteo too, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's good, yeah, no. These things all start to add up and things. I, I just mean like I'm more religious with the massage than I probably am with osteo, but I, to- I totally agree with osteo because I do bone and, yeah. and muscle, right? So... Yeah, if you have the luxury of being able to go and see one every now and then. Yeah. So yeah. what 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 are you like? Like you say, you're escalating that need of care. So with the massage, what you, what's that providing you? Massage. Yeah. Why why do you go and get massage? Um. Also, well, I guess it was, it's just my job as well. Like adrenal fatigue, cortisol. Like you're pushing it. You're you're um putting your body through hell on these endurance events, right? And and whatever training you do and whatever missions you're into. Um, so it's, it's not just for releasing the tension in your muscles and recovery and all that other good stuff that comes with circulation from massage and stuff like that. I think 
mentally, mm-hmm. knowing that you're taking care of yourself and that it's potentially helping, mm-hmm. like maybe placebo effect, yeah. but also um, relaxation, just the smells of the oils and yeah, yeah, calming. It's really calming for a high-paced life. Yeah, yeah. So how long? How long you got? Hour or half hour? Or? I go for an hour. Yeah, yeah. Do you fall asleep? No. No. <laughs> no, because it's painful. Yeah. <laughs> she goes handy. Nice. Yeah. I remember um, at school, as part of our sort of high-performance sports unit group, we went to the polytech and had sports massage, and I was—I think I was still swimming then, or maybe not playing water volley. Yeah. So I go head sore back, and I was just like, oh. "So what do you want me to do?" I was like, "I'll do my back." And then I fell asleep and did like the big twitch thing. Oh, She's yeah. like, "Oh, sorry." I was just like, "No, no, no." <laughs> yeah, it's it's all good. You obviously needed it, eh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. yeah. Teenager at school, n- yeah. not sleeping enough. Yeah, yeah. How, how you know on sleep? How how are you balancing your life out? You still doing those crazy bloody twenty four hour shifts? <laughs> um, I've actually work's been interesting I've had the luxury of having a, a seniors course down in Nelson and, and got yep. to run the Able Tasman with Aidy McKenzie and, and, and progress a little more in the career which is awesome and then come straight off that and, and go into my leave um, which yep. which comes around twice a year and you get a, a couple of weeks off and so um, work up until what are we now April uh, has been relatively um, I want to say cruisy but not so fast paced. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's good. And you're loving it still, obviously. Absolutely. Can't <laughs> get enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love my job. Best job in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. T- what, what makes being a firefighter the best job in the world for you? For me? Yeah. Um, working with a good crew to provide an awesome response to the community. Um, it's a model answer. But, um, <laughs> No, like I'm real proud. Yeah. Um, like everyone's happy to see us, and um, kids are happy to see us, and then also, um, ne- every day is different, and mm-hmm. we it's so much variety. Like if we're not drilling, if we're not training, we're gymming, we're doing smoke alarms, doing like school visits, and um, and then in between that we've got interesting calls. Um, so you just don't know what you're going to go to. I like that. I like that. You know, I don't know what the day is going to bring, and I'm I'm going to be counted on or reliable, mm-hmm. and I like that pressure. And it's um, a job where you have to be fit for purpose. You know, so um, I like that challenge too. It's not always easy, and you always um, we we talk about um, imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, you just um, you always want to be your best. You don't want to be caught not being your best. So I like that. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah, and the crew's good. Yeah. The station's good. Station life is good. The band is crazy. It's it's hilarious. And you're in the winterless north. And I'm in the winterless north. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Did you? Are you doing that school education stuff? Has that started yet? Were, were, were you going to be doing something like that, or did I get that wrong? No. No. I thought you were going to be an educator. No. 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 We well we do um school visits like mm. we present what we call like a firewise program to schools that um i think a lot of people know about yeah that the fire service and the schools um work with work well with what's that like what are the kids like it's great <laughs> they just want to see the truck turn the siren on the hose yeah hear the siren yeah put yeah. the ships up a few of them yeah yeah 
I listened to you and Dave the other day on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Talking about hunting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's good. It's, it's bloody good to, um, you know, see or touch base with Dave, really. It's quite cool that you've, you've caught up with him. Yeah. Now you catch up with me, and then you'll have to get Fitzy back on here yeah. for an update. And I was uh, talking to old Justin. Yes, the, the and Justin, day. yes. He, he reckons he might come up after he gets back from um, Fiordland. So yeah. They, they might They're be there. They're doing a trip or, down south, eh? Yeah, so they got Perfect. Fourth, fourth period down there for, for the Wapiti. Yeah. And yeah, it looks like... Justin's just been bloody sitting on the boat going to the Marlborough Sounds and stuff. So I don't know if they're in Fieldland yet or not, but yeah, yeah it's cool. But yeah, Fitzy as well. Um, hoping to get him up for uh, the NZDA. He sort yeah. of said, well, what do I talk about? I was like, uh, maybe Wolf Rider right. Hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now now that I've got this set up, um, we'll be able to have mean yeah, yarns. Right. Yeah. That'd be cool. But yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, as I've talked about, that unofficial circle of savages just yeah watching people and people people watching themselves and yeah sharing and we around. all keep each other honest i think yeah you know keep chasing <laughs> yeah well like over, motivating each other yeah i went for a run on on monday cool it was, it was just like oh, i wonder if i can run again yeah i can yeah yeah but no um i don't know i've i've, I've definitely got to work on those tendons yeah <laughs> Yeah. How, how do you feel about this this statement? Um, it always hurts. You just get faster. It always hurts. You just get faster. What do you oh. think your hurt is? Your hurt is getting less. Um, I think on some level you become kind of used to the pain, but you shouldn't be in too much pain. You yeah. know, yeah. like if there's effort. And effort can be a struggle, mm-hmm. but if there's like real solid pain, like I'm just breaking myself and beating myself into a ground, and this is just constant, mm. then I think you, it's all about listening to your body, which is the hardest thing to to master. Yeah. Well, that was that was yeah. the, that was the weirdest thing. Like, obviously, I haven't written about the actual race yet. Yeah. But that day when I decided, nah, 101's too much of a stretch. I was on the bloody limestone trail. I like had a wall like it was it was not fair right eh? I had bought some wireless headphones thinking oh yeah, this would be awesome yeah chucked them on went out for a run sound was shit and then my battery went flat so I lost my GPS lost my music hey and you know what sometimes you just have a bad run <laughs> oh if I could eh? like, but like it doesn't matter how many runs you've done or how many you know like sometimes it's just not your day yeah first time know? first time wearing my compulsory kit so there was like a little bit of extra weight and yeah, my, uh, my back was just sore. So I was like lying on the limestone, like trying to stretch and stuff, walking, being yeah. like, fuck, oh, this is, this, how am I going to double this? And then, yeah. yeah. So then when, when it came to You need to, to work on that in a chat, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, br- it's, getting, it's getting better. Yeah, it's good. It, yeah. yeah, last year it was brutal. Yeah. Nah, um, which is, yeah, again, th- things that you learn from, yeah, right. from doing this. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, man. That, that in a chance, yeah. a bit of a liar. The other thing is, like, you, if you're gonna do something, you gotta you gotta enjoy it. Like, you gotta enjoy training for the goal or the outcome, right? Yeah. Like, if it's always sucking and it's always a chore, like maybe it's just not what your jam is. <laughs> but, you, yeah. but, you, but you know what? Like, I'm talking negative. Like, it was hard. Yeah, it was sore. Yeah, but I liked it. <laughs> but like you saying, yeah. like, oh, a bit, a bit sadistic. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, coming. So we climbed up the the big ass hill for twenty one k's, and then we steeply came down, and that's when my wheels fell off. Hey, oh, yeah. my patella tendon just started blowing up. It yeah. wasn't guiding very well. Yeah. But again, like you're saying, between effort and pain, it was one of those things where it never got any worse. And I heard Tony Dodd say this, like he was used to doing triathlon, you know, yeah. Olympic level triathlon, and then he did. Um, Valley Ultra, so I think they oh, go yeah. like up one spur across the ridge and then back mm-hmm. down again. And I think that's about 58k, and yeah, that's what he said that the pain never ever got worse, but it was it was brutal. And so I did have that in my head, and then like I had about six k's to go, and then oh. I remembered you saying that you had about seven k's to go, so or 17 k's to go, and you chucked your music on, and I'd kind of like forgotten about music, and I was just like, oh the fuck plugged in some headphones and even that wasn't really like took a while to save me and then but yeah it, i got there in the end but yeah, going down the hill because again it was another steep drop i was just like oh these knees are a bit sore yeah. yeah and and that was that was what was locked up afterwards so i went to osteo got a little bit of sciatica for the first time in my life that was fun <laughs> you're human yeah and, and he, he quickly fixed that thankfully but yeah yeah just getting the the guide of my knees back again this been slow yeah. i think you talk to anybody that does well any sport it's trial and error right eh? so mm. finding out where, where you need to work on muscle wise or training wise terrain wise like until you find that happy medium and even then you you're always pushing the boundary so like mm. your poor body needs to catch up with hey what do you actually want me to do here so yeah. it is tough yeah i think if i was like to i might be able to do this now but to enter that race again because it was uh, nearly a thousand meters vertical, I'd I'd go back to that Makino yeah. River up to the ridge again, like that. Or we'll go to Mangaturutu. Yeah. Holy hecker! <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is out the gate. Yeah. <laughs> that trek from Makino to Mangaturutu. If you yeah. don't want to talk to anybody about that trip, if they've done it, oh wow! Just up, eh? Yeah, it's just all the un- uh, the incline that you do going up to Makino, you drop straight down to Makino River. Yep. Yeah, that's and then the you, part I'm talking about. Yeah. And then straight back up yeah. to Mangaturutu. Is Mangaturutu Manga will be high, won't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that'd be good. And just all the way. Keep going. Yeah. Mm. Good view from that hut too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you saw my name at uh yeah, Makina I Hutt. took a photo. I sent yeah, it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's yeah. like, oh, familiar. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Now my mate, Matt Short, he's he's been in a few huts. Did you did you see any wicker huts? Uh, wicker entries? No. And yeah. to be honest, like I didn't. I spent like literally two minutes at every hut. It's yeah. literally just hydrate, write the book, and go. Yeah. So I didn't do my usual skip around the hut and really enjoy oh. being there. But Just as well, we were there like, month ago oh yeah <laughs> yeah what do you what do you write in a book why what do i write in yeah how's was here um <laughs> i just something real super positive usually like my trip intentions and then oh my god this is amazing i love it the clouds are nice <laughs> it's cloudy <laughs> um no i yeah write what i'm supposed to write in every gap that, yeah 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 no, I, 
people probably hate my heart injuries. I write big, big novels. That's cool. No, but people read them. Like, if I was staying the night in a hut, oh, I would spend hours yeah. lulling over the book. It's the best part of being in the hut. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a secret biv, so I won't give away where it is. Me and Dave have been there. Um, and they've got the original hut book in there. No it's, way. It's quite funny as well, because it must have been around, they must have built around Dear Wars time. And so there's just all these arguments within the hut book about people leaving. leaving <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's actually really special. Yeah. I'm all about um, preserving the heritage and the history of the huts. And um, I've actually, hopefully, fingers crossed, don't want to skip ahead too quickly, but have got myself onto a project where I hopefully will help to upkeep some of our backcountry huts that are being neglected. Yeah. Um, due to many reasons and, and not not due to Doc's fault at all. Um, it's just a, generally a lack of funding and materials and, and staffing. Yeah. Um, Who's that with? Uh, Backcountry Trust. Yeah, nice. That's why yeah. um, Ben Wicker um, was talking about. Yeah. He does because he does the asset assessment, right? And so then he interacts with the. Oh, the it's been trust. my my most biggest passion since I was a child, and and my grandmother devoted her whole life to Doc, and um, I don't know. It just feels like oh, during this this fast packing traverse that I just recently did, I was, it just dawned on me. I was like, we ha- we have to keep the history in the hills, mm. and um. Not only because it's the history, but they offer a great shelter protection um, for the tops. Um, and yeah, just for future generations, just because they're not necessarily serviced or accessible doesn't mean that we shouldn't be appreciating them because they're not as visited as often. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've reached out and um, hopefully get to jump on board with some projects. Yeah, we happen to work. Ruahini's because uh, the Onga Onga dock base has now been worked out of Palmy, mm-hmm. so unfortunately we might not get that much interest in the in the backcountry in the Rohinis, and so that will be a focus. Um, some huts in the Tararuas, um, Hirapai, and some other ones there, uh, Ariti, and then also I think uh, Nakawik is the old Manson hut, mm-hmm. where there's, there's a new one and there's the old one still there, so mm-hmm. they want to do something with that. Um, I don't want to talk out of turn because it's all kind of still in the woodwork um, and and a little way off being planned out. But um, I'm so lucky to have the opportunity to to hopefully get in to do some of that. Nice, yeah. yeah. I know. I know. After Ben and I spoke, and I brought up McKenna Biff, and I was in there on Saturday night with all the creepy crawlies, and it was leaking. And it's good to see there's a little asset um, number on the McKenna Biff, and. Um, yeah, a few few ideas got thrown around about doing. Uh, Matt, Matt Short reckons there's a tent sort of hut somewhere, I think, around Coleridge or something down south. Oh, okay. And yeah, he's like, it'd be cool if we could put that on the on the Makino track because yeah, that that area is pretty fun and like lots of lots of good areas around and lots of good places to go. So yeah, yeah, it's it's you know four k's as opposed to the six or so to get to the Makino hut right yeah which will be fun yeah, yeah. No. do you have a favorite yet or well, what's your favorite so far <laughs> favorite hut yeah oh i've got a soft spot for makino but i seem to find myself going back to ballad mm-hmm. a lot and i can still see my entry from 2014 mm-hmm. and that just makes me feel like you know 
it's almost like it's my spot, it's my haven, it's my batch, it's my church, you know? And to get there is such a horrific journey that I feel like it's such a treat at the end to get to that hut. And then if you get up early and climb, climb back up onto the tops, the sunrise is just fantastic. You can see Ruapehu, Tongariro, and then you can look out over to um, the Kaimanawas and and down south even, and you can turn around and, oh, there's Kawika Jay sort of like staring at you. So you, you feel like you're on top of the world and there's no one around. So probably Ballard and that in those ways. But um, what, what ways have you been there? Like, have you been there from Makino? Have you been there from Middle? Have you been there yes. from Kawika Jay? Yes. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> so you, all the way. All, all the ways. Yeah. You know, so Kawika's has been, my, well, I guess, my favourite yeah. range. Um, when I was living in Wellington, I really got to explore a little more of the Tadaruas. Yeah. Um, Oh, each each journey is different, and each hut experience is different. It depends who's you might have the hut to yourself, or and that's cool in itself. And then you might meet a character, <laughs> and then yeah, that that makes each hut experience different, I guess. Yeah. So, what was special about two thousand fourteen? Nothing so much about that year, but just that I could look back on the hut book and see my entry from there, mm-hmm. and that was actually probably the first time I went to Ballard, and. Um, so it just shows you like how little it's visited, yeah. But how special it is that you can go back and years later, your entry's still in the same book. I don't know. Yeah, sentimental. Yeah. Growing up here, like your nan is obviously into it, but um, did you go up there much? Never did anything too extreme as children. Yeah, it would be like Sunrise Hut, Long View, um, Waikariti, Sandy Bay, um, rowing across the Waikariti um, lake. Um, we'd go in and do triple X huts and accessible huts as kids. And then, yeah, it wasn't until like you get older, you start to take off by yourself or with groups of people and do bigger trips. So, <laughs> and then it escalates. <laughs> now you run past them. Yeah. 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 So what are you doing Friday? Oh, God. <laughs> It'll, it'll, I was waiting for you to ask that, actually. It'll be the Friday bean mm. um, when this comes out, but yeah. Yeah. Running in circles. Yeah. I've, I've listened yeah. to Dirt Church Radio. Oh, and, what a cool podcast. And Ian talk about yeah. this. Ridiculous. That sounds kind of cool. Sounds yeah. Like, sounds oh, no, sorry. No, you're better. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're cool. I've had this shit for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah probably, they've probably got some sort of sound tech or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But what are you doing? Running in circles for Um, Yeah, and so like I wouldn't have found out about this event and probably so many other events if it wasn't for the guys doing um, Revenant. So yeah. they were like, you need to do this, you need to try this, you need to do this. You know, and they all kind of spin in circles. Like there'll be familiar faces at this event on Friday in Auckland, Riverhead Forest. Um, it's called the Backyard Relapse Ultra. <laughs> I, it's a mouthful. It's cool. Um, so many puns. I'm pretty sure it's Sean Collins' event. So he's AKA the beast. He completed the Revenant, I want to say, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was the first time. Wasn't was it? it? No, see. Wasn't there three people last know. year and then then in? I don't know. <laughs> I've lost it all. Data. I know. I should know this stuff. No, um, so again, all the elite and all the people that it's just a fun, like, okay, so 6.7K loop mm-hmm. um, with, I think, 100. 40 meters of elevation over the whole course uh, i don't know the true statistics of it but you've got an hour to complete the lap and so on the hour every hour there'll be a bell or something ring and you have to go again and so you complete this loop in 
some of these guys will be doing it 30 40 whatever I'll, I think my strategy will be stretched out to get quite close to 50 and then have the rest of that time to change socks to inhale food so your porters come and throw things at you get warm whatever and then ding 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 you go again and so it finishes when you finish <laughs> the last man standing sort of business or you don't make the cutoff time mm-hmm. that's my understanding mm-hmm. of it I've got nothing to compare it to I know um, uh, Adam Keane from Aerobic Edge Fitness, um, he's a coach. Um, actually, I've been lucky enough to sign up with him. He did 34 laps, and I'm pretty sure he's a course record holder, mm-hmm. um, which is just insane. And then there's Katie Wright, who's taken it out, females with, I think, no, 31 laps. I want to say these guys came and did it as like a, because um, I think this is, there, it's there's international backyard relapses around the world, right? And so, like, oh, I think in Africa they do like, and I don't, and, and all of this is just my understanding of it all. Like, I, I could be put out on certain um, distances and things like that, but um, I think Africa do like seventy hours, seventy laps, something crazy. <laughs> you know, it's wicked. It's crazy. Oh yeah. But anyway, no. So I'm doing this Friday lunchtime. The ultra guys set up. Um, their their tents and it kicks off so yeah. and so why there's like just like a little hub at the end of each lap yeah 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 have you done anything like it before nope 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 run around in circles yeah as long as you can no so um i don't i have a goal i don't know what to expect but my goal would be to do 20 laps mm. um which is obviously 20 hours and that would be, a, and distance-wise and time-wise, that would be kind of a, a PB for me. Mm-hmm. Be quite a cool one too. If anything over that's a bonus. So my strategy, if I have one, is um, conserve, conserve, conserve. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Well, and then obviously not run out of time at the end. But yeah. yeah um, so what sort of visualizations are you going through at the moment? Like my straightaway thought there was like. You do 15 and you go, oh, fuck, that was too slow or oh, that was too fast or something like that. Like, then what do you do? How do you attack that? Like, you're obviously playing what's in front of you. I don't know. What, <laughs> see, I try not to overthink it too much and, and, and pre-think what things, what things are going to come at me. But in saying that, I try to visualize hitting a wall and then how I'm going to get through that. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's I, I, I kind of, it's, it's a little bit woo-woo, but I meditate on it. So I like, try to as visualize. In, as in now you're meditating on it. Yeah, so in the yeah. evenings I spend like 10 minutes kind of just stretching and while I'm doing that I'm kind of meditating on the, um, on the, it's more visualization, like visualizing the start, what it's going to feel like, I, even after lap one, like don't be surprised if the heart rate's elevated and you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. I've got 19 more laps yeah. and these guys look so fresh, you know, <laughs> this is going to hurt. <laughs> no, so just visualizing that the pain is going to come mm-hmm. and that it's all good. And then you just enjoy the excitement and the process of it Mm. and just do what you can do. Go through the motions and again, listen to your body like, okay, I'm feeling fatigued. Um, Have a salt chew, have Mm. hydration. I'm going to need food on the next day. I'm getting cold, whatever. You start to, it's just all weighing it all up as you go, I guess, and then tackling it as it comes. Yeah. I don't know. The the athletes and stuff might have other ideas and they're coming well prepared. I'm bringing my mum. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a hoot, man. Like, coffee won't get me through. She will. <laughs> so, like you said, 
vision or meditating on hitting hitting a wall like what what do you do to get through the wall because you've kind of got to go through a few walls to realize that hey you can and i loved what um because I loved they what don't Ian's, last yeah that's right i love what ian said about how like what can i do to get back to the high again like that was just yeah. like man that's that's revolutionary no wonder you can do that, these things like what, what are some of the things that you've come through i i go all the way back to the start like why am i here yeah i start with that like you're here. I've talked to myself. I'm like, you, you're here. You love it. You love this. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, you love the shit. You love hitting the wall. Like you, you're all good. You're all good. You're. And I like tell myself, I'm like, you're light. You feel light. You feel good. You talk yourself into it. It's like, oh, it's a little bit crazy. I know, yeah. but yeah. So, so what do you, what do you, what's feeling like? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Yeah. So like, you're just telling. You're convincing yourself. You're not. You don't have heavy legs. You don't feel tired. You just, it's its amazing what the brain will do. Yeah. And you can convince yourself. Like, I just sometimes, even if like you're running for like 15, 20 hours or whatever, you, you can even get a chant in your head. You're like, I'm light. I'm light. I'm fluffy. I'm light. I feel good. Yeah. And you come up with whatever you need to to get through it. And it does, you do side trick yourself. And then all of a sudden it will just hit you. Yeah. And you'll be back down there again. And yeah, you just got to trick yourself. How good's the side track, eh? Like all of a sudden you're another couple of Ks yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of the Take your rap, take your brain down a rabbit hole thinking about work or something. Yeah. Or <laughs> Yeah. That's kind of the the um annoying thing about having tracking in news because then every K you get a <laughs> you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, where was I? Yeah, for that last K. But no, it's also You do after and I, I think other endurance athletes or people that get into it, and I think we talked about this on the podcast last time, is your body has helped you out with this automatic, it takes over, mm. and it becomes like quite um, autopilot-y, mm. and it's it's just kind of emotion after a while. Yeah, and it's almost hard to stop. Yeah. Yeah, and just easier to get into a rhythm, and they call it the ultra shuffle, and it's like this weird kind of, Barely moving, <laughs> shuffle just that keep, you do. Keep, keep the legs yeah. going, down the tracks. That's, yeah. that's what I learned. To the point ah. where you barely can feel anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. all nuts, eh? Yeah, that's what, I learned. that's what I learned after the fact, eh? Like, don't, you know, keep your legs on the train tracks. I was like, oh, shit, I should have learned this. Like, when I started, started running, you know, like, yeah, it helps your glutes engage better. And I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> Now I have to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, like you're saying, the job's you know pretty intense, really. Training's intense. Um, your own training and events are intense. Yeah. Like, do, do when you go out on the boat or you go out diving, is that your sort of opposite? Opposite. I haven't place? been getting into the water as much as I would have liked this last summer, but um, yeah, if I'm diving, um, <clears throat> definitely a chill out zone. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely quiet down there, and um, you zone out. It's good. Um, to be honest, like getting up and going into the hills, and I'm not running all the time. Like I'm not a big eventer. I quite like just power walking up mountains and going out bush, and it might be run, walk, run, walk, run, walk. And like I'm not doing thing too crazy, but that's that's my downtime anyway. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's become my act of relaxing, if that makes sense. So. Yes, to me it does. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like 
Sauna is something I have got into recently. You're doing it? Yeah. 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 And there's mixed reviews on that because... And what... what? Because what? I think you can push it too much if you're going all the time and then you actually... You're sweating out all the good stuff as well as opposed to just going in and doing it for recovery and blood flow and sweating out toxins and stuff and losing weight, whatever. But, um, <laughs> I reckon losing weight is like the minimal. Like, yeah. And hey... If you're like, if you're training lots and and you're you know eating fueling yeah. properly, you're not going to lose weight. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to help. So, my perspective on it is that if you're getting into that sort of twenty twenty five minute zone, you're you know you're struggling, you're getting out that um, brain derived neurotrophic factor, so that's giving you that high. You're cleaning up the mess that's in your head. Um, so you think push it to that time? Oh, well, yeah. <clears throat> what what does old Rhonda Patrick say? If you're doing like three twenty minute sessions, you're lowering all cause mortality and you're lowering. Your I didn't risk, hear risk her on that. Heartache. I love Rhonda Patrick. Yeah, yeah, she's so good. And then like it's promoting growth hormone, so whether huh. that's progesterone or testosterone. Um, okay, it's good for your mood. All those things good for your muscles. Those. Oh, things. these are all great things because yeah. I've been going. Yeah, but. But like for mental so, health so, so, as yeah. well. Oh fuck yeah. 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 But what, what's what's the narrative you've got about like a negative side effect? Um like Well the positives elect- I've been, electrolyte balance or something like that. Yeah, so the positives well I've not heard your ones before, which are great, but they've been suggesting it to firefighters to go and sauna after um, going to a job because you can um, actually sweat out the carcinogens from the smoke. Wow. So yeah. that's that yeah. was what I heard had heard first. That's I was cool. like, sweet, that makes sense. And then also for recovery because it gets the blood flow up for mm-hmm. your your muscles so i go in there and stretch and whatever um and then also if i've been if i'd had a big night in the booze <laughs> i heard yeah. that you can go in there and sweat it out so <laughs> another know. positive i don't know how to treat that one i don't know how they try i think you just get more dehydrated yeah probably awful going worse. in there hungover don't do it do not do it at home kids <laughs> dusty, yeah. Dusty. yeah that's what we had on the last podcast yeah, uh, yeah dusty morning kfc i was like yeah it seems a good idea i, I, I never vibe with that's it very well that's a whole well. other subject my friend yeah what do you, what's, <laughs> but, your, what's your opinion on dusty kfc i i i haven't touched kfc in years yeah me neither but oh okay yeah but especially in dunedin it was shocking like there's this um not car street columbus street is fatty fatty lane this is a funny rabbit hole but go yeah so there's like mcdonald's kfc um just some bakery chinese takeaways just basically Anything you you want to try and bury a hangover? <clears throat> Turkish kebab. Turkish kebab. Mm. Mm? Mm? Yeah. What What do you think gives right. gives you the vibe from a Turkish kebab? Maybe the hummus. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because it's all just wrapped up and so neat to eat. Is, this it's is in just... the morning or or the afternoon. Oh, that's well. That's <laughs> or, or is this okay. or is this when you're walking home? <laughs> yeah, walking home Turkish kebab. Okay, you yeah, know, I think I think there's a lot of merit. To walking home and getting Isn't it the, the famous Eggs Benny or Big Brekkie? That's what you do? Yeah, so again, there's theories around the cooked breakfast, the, the choline and the eggs, and uh, something in the t- cooked tomatoes, lipine or something like that. It's supposed to help you detoxify faster. Interesting. Well, I just think food. Food just saves you anyway. Should do. Food. Yeah. Right. But then I, then I also get like this feeling that my body won't process the food until the alcohol is gone, and so if it's been too busy, you just like end up like stacking your stomach, and then you just feel like shit. You think a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my idea of yeah. like, of a hung, hungover Sunday. 
Have you never heard of the empty bowl syndrome? So empty bowl syndrome is the hungover person, and so you just feel empty all day. You not had that? Yeah, no. We just like keep, keep feeding yourself all day because you have an empty bowl because you feel like you're still hungry. Yes, yeah, so I'm the opposite. Really? Yeah. I like. I just need to sleep. And, um, your friends and two two booze boozers, I reckon, <laughs> is, is part of part of the trip. You usually pulled the camera. Oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh. Let's yeah. took a left turn. Yeah, that would, shit comes up all the time. Do you yeah. need more water? Conversation always comes back to poo. Yeah. Well, it's the same in ultras and in past packing limit. Yeah. That's why you need huts. No, so the ne- the negative thing I'd heard about saunas is that you can actually overdo it and you're stressing your system, you're stressing your nervous system. Mm. And then you're also, if you're not replenishing those electrolytes and those salts and all those minerals that you're losing while you're sweating, you're actually... You're going into a deficit and it's actually becoming not as beneficial as it could be if you were just doing small spurts not pushing it pushing it out the gate. Pro- it probably. It's probably like what we're saying with going in there with a, with a hangover. You're yeah, right. depleting yourself. So, yeah, I think that's like... Everything in balance, yeah, though. Yeah, well, like using them as tools mm. and being conscious of, yeah. you know, what's the saying? If everything's a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I don't know, you think everything's also, a Also, sauna chat's awesome. <laughs> yeah. and sometimes it's not so awesome yeah so you there was, took your time there's a dude at Aspire he came in one day and he had his podcast on it was, it was Stephanie Cohen so it was a good good podcast talking to Tim Ferriss about like powerlifting and shit and then did he, he have it loud? yeah well because you can't really have headphones or else your headphones get too hot so you just kind of the Aspire one there's a brick wall and so if you can put your phone on the ground next to the brick wall it won't get too hot excuse me risky yeah, risky. It won't work. Um, but yeah, he turned it straight off, and he was like, "I'll see if you've got good good chat or not, um, or then we can just listen to the podcast again." And I was like, "Hey, whatever." And yeah, then exactly that. You just start talking about. I don't know. You, I think especially if someone's been in there for five minutes, they're already in a weird place, so they won't ask you a, a normal question like, "Oh, what do you work?" <laughs> you got to ask a short question with a short answer, eh? Is that is that your tactic? Nah, <laughs> nah, because I get sidetracked. I won't think about the pain. I'm like the the sauna itself. I'll get into a conversation and then, yeah. yeah. So do you, do you set an alarm or what? Do you, what do you? No, I, well my my thing is I go in for, I go in for twenty to start, mm-hmm. come out for three minutes, go in for ten, come out for three minutes, go in for like five or seven, that's it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Cold shower, out in, in between or no? No, no, just out. Just outside. Just bring the heart rate down, cool down a bit. Yeah. Go back in. You should start chucking the cold shower in between. Nah. <laughs> I know on. people do the hot come cold on. thing, eh? But I'm not all about that. Not all about <laughs> it. You'll, you'll fucking run forever, but you're Look, not I about Look, I just don't need that in my life. Like, I just don't need that. I don't. I don't need to have a cold shower. I don't need it. Is this is this like one of the questions <laughs> that people say to you? Like, why would you do that? I just. Look, I got a lot going do on. Do you find that? Do you find that? Do you find that fun? Like, yeah, I definitely see. I've I've seen the benefits of all of that. Yeah, I know. It's all, all the things all, in the first. All podcast. four other people doing what they love, <laughs> but I just don't need to do it. If I thought I was lacking in my life and or unbalanced shower. or just needed a spruce up, yeah, maybe you get it, get into a nice bath. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do some warm hot breathing. 
Wim Hof, yeah, what a character. Have you done any of that? Uh, no, I've definitely looked into him and listened to his, his podcast, Joe Rogan, and he is just <laughs> so fantastic, but he still hasn't convinced me that yeah. I need to get real cold. I'm not, I'm not what about the greatest What about breathe, though? I think breathing's a big thing <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, mm. but... Well, it saves your life in your job <laughs> and your previous job as a dive instructor. Breathing's definitely important. Yeah. 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 Not very fun when, when the person you're instructing pulls your respirator out, eh? Yeah. 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 Did we talk about that in the first one? I think so. So I'm pulling your respirator out. Oh, diving. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a few battles. It's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Now, so... Yeah. Um, who, who was introducing sauna for getting out carcinogenic smoke? Um, it was just something that... I hope that's true. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so it's just been talk around the station and yeah. other stations and it's just been floating about. Because there's a big movement against carcinogenics, obviously. Um, you know, we have a clean trucks um, uh, rule now that's come into place where if we've been to a fire, um, we take off all our dirty gear. It can't come in the truck. We do like a decom. We we wash everything down. We try it's like clean cab rule. Try to keep everything clean so we're not bringing it back to station. And then um, we're in the showers pretty quick and trying to get it off. And getting new gear all the time, sending away the other stuff to be cleaned properly. That with an organisation that does that. And then um, yeah, like we have big extractor fans that hook onto the exhaust of our trucks now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just a big movement um, to stop cancer and firefighters, which. Um, Seems to be pretty. And I think in that a bit, quite a bit of that is to do with smoke. Yeah, very much so. Mm. Because um, more, more, um, more and more these days, things are synthetic mm-hmm. and uh, are made and built out of um, more toxic things. If that makes sense. And so when they burn, we're then breathing that in and getting into our skin and getting into our system, and mm. and that stays with you, uh, which is kind of kind of scary but hey it's we took we took we take on this risk anyway to yeah. do what we love so. yeah it's good you put out skin like most people don't realize that skin's pretty bloody yeah you you soaks it up everything yeah everything you, it's just incredible yeah. you learn about it, you start to be like oh heck you think about things differently yeah yeah so do you take that into like personal things you put on your skin and things like that? like I, I use a deodorant thing oh what's it even called bugger but that's natural deodorant. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to find good ones. Man, there's some shit I ones. think that's the way the world's going anyway, <laughs> eh? It's more natural. In New Zealand, you're pretty lucky. Like, most products are pretty clean these days. You don't have to spend too much money to get um, something that's actually good for you. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, I don't have brands that I can shout out or anything like that. But no, I personally, I try to live a pretty clean, mm. clean and... Well, I don't know, clean life, yeah, yeah, in all aspects. But try, try to get the old, yeah. the old fish. And Everyone could be better, I guess. Eh? Oh, so, I don't know. yeah, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> can't be too hard on ourselves either, eh? Yeah, yeah. So, so when are you taking off in the morning? Um, be heading out to Auckland. Uh, well, now that I'm not coming down to do a five thirty podcast in the morning, I'll be I'll be rocking at a human hour, maybe six seven o'clock. Yeah, heading for the coffee and yeah, fasting till eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was actually that was that was a thought I had because 
Now, since knowing you, I've seen um, firefighters out in Piers going for walks to get coffee or seeing the truck out. Yeah, like, you're taking notice. What's what's the vibe with taking the truck out for coffee? What's the vibe? <laughs> yeah. What is that question? Like, why do you take the truck <laughs> out we, for coffee? It's, we're community, like being seen in the community, <laughs> you know? No, so, you ca- okay, because we Cause do like, get a bit of shit for this, all right? So I'm going to... I'm going to put this straight for everybody that gives firefighters shit for going out and getting their coffees. With the truck. With the truck. Okay, <laughs> so we have a routine, okay? And unless you're, it's been broken by a call, like when we work, we work. So you come on a station, you'll you'll meet in the morning, 8 o'clock, you'll do parade. Mm-hmm. Um, not all stations do, but you'll do, you'll do a parade and you'll talk about what's on offer for the day, what needs to happen. Then you'll do a real thorough ch- check of your truck, your gear, um, and then you'll from say eight thirty onwards, you're drilling, mm-hmm. right? And not every station runs this way, but this is why you're seeing the guys out getting their coffee. So they would have drilled that morning, and then they they may or may not have got their PT in. But then sometimes drills quite difficult and quite hard. Like you're pumping it out, you're working on a skill, and and even then you might have had a call. But ten o'clock around that time. That's our moment in the day where we will take the truck off site, we'll go for a stroll, we'll be seen in the community, and we might be doing some smoke alarms on the way or afterwards, so we've got to be out anyway. And then you have that going to the same spot every day to say hello to the to coffee ladies or you know the people that are making them. And it's just, to be honest, for mental health and for, for morale of the crew, is huge it's huge <laughs> yeah so i'm all for it eh? like um i do think mix up the coffee shops yeah. <laughs> try what else is out there and be seen in different places is always good too but no i definitely think don't take that away from us <laughs> <laughs> and um are you still always driving the truck or you've managed to like not always be driving the truck um well so we we change yeah like we definitely change like i went it was a period where i was driving a lot just because um I was a proby driver and so they had to get me out to scratch to be able to respond under lights and sirens and mm-hmm. so um yeah so no i'm getting i'm getting a lot of driving time <laughs> um and it's cool man like um it's a big step up um especially from the back seat and it's just like any other progression you i guess you'll get used to it and um you know cross your t's and dot your i's and and, and be good at what you do and stay solid and be prepared yeah and why don't you just keep getting certified and everything yep well, just be good. Just be good at your job, at the basics, and yeah, and know that well. And then yeah, look to the next step and and, and start to grow and build on that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this has been awesome. Fun using this stuff. This is this is a cool setup, man. That's <laughs> no, good. That's good. It's been an awesome chat. Yeah. Lots what? of rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> what What are you gonna take forward, mate? Out of this chat? No. <laughs> Take no, say, twenty. You said twenty twenty one's been going good. What are you What are you going to take forward fantastic. for for twenty twenty one? Um, what am I taking forward from a, here on? There's a big in. thing in January that you're going back to. Yeah, so that's the be all and end all, right? So <laughs> that's dangling over my head. No, so that's exciting. Um, Revenant, of course. <laughs> um, for me, for personal, per, I've got some personal things that um I've been chasing and and um coming to free. T- fruition mm. is that the word yeah um so i'm very excited about that so that'll keep me busy um 
um, my brother Matt had a little girl, yeah. and um, so I'm a little bit of a crazy aunt. Oh yeah, is your sister moment. coming back? So yeah, sisters in Melbourne, and they've just opened the gates. So there'll be a trip to Melbourne, and I'm sure she'll be over here ASAP. Um, hoping to, that she moves home at the end of the year. <laughs> and oh look, we got we got weddings, and we like oh my 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 personal life is it's it's going really well for the rest of the year. But no, some really cool events. It's the YUU 2K. Did I say that right? That's in Wellington. That's the I don't know. the urban ultra. So that's neat. That's like sixty something. That's cool. There's different events, and then I'm gonna do my first miler. Yeah. At the Naseby, the Great Naseby in Dunedin area. Mangatono, uh, no, Maniatoto, or probably Maniatoto. And that's a ten k loop or something. And I've got for a, a mile, a hundred miles. Good times. <laughs> Who comes up with these? <laughs> I, eh? I don't know, but it's like again, it's just um, small family operated sort of thing. Yeah. And then um, you're just running into all these crazy cats that seem to to flock to these things and. It's like catch-ups and beers and running in awesomeness and pain and it's all good. <laughs> and then, yeah, the revenant, so... Yeah. Yeah. Now, mate. Cool. Yeah, cheers, bro. Boom. What a bloody legend. So at uh, Relapse Ultra, out there in Riverhead, West Auckland, ours went for 20 hours, which, of course, was 20 laps, which uh, was 130 four kilometers uh new record for her um or new distance for her that is um of course first time doing something it's a new record what a champ absolute legend inspiration well done house bloody proud of you mate um and yeah just it's cool to have good yarns great people like that with awesome stories awesome um outlook of on life and it's, it's funny just having casual yarns with Howes and, and hearing her just talk casually about going for ridiculous runs like Plymouth Carvacas to Kaimanawas, <laughs> Hawks, Hawks Bay to, to Topo type stuff, you know, that's that's blooming awesome. And um, you haven't been close to a few of those places that she spoke about in the Carvacas. Um, it's pretty amazing. I've got a little bit of a dream to go on a 10-day uh, walk from the Makino track, which I frequent, all the way into the Makino River, up the uh, that uh, Mangaturutu she was speaking about, and carry on all the way back out to Harkness, stay there a little bit, do some hunting on the way, of course, and then walk back out. So I think 10 days would be a good time for, period for that. Um, don't think I'm going to get that done before I leave Hawke's Bay, so... It's going to be a bucket list item um, to do at some point in time. I have to probably stay in one place for longer than two years and accrue some decent leave, I think. No, it'd be good. Um, what a legend. What a champ. Make sure you're following House. Make sure you reach out. Tell her that you heard our chat. And, um, yeah, let us know what you're up to these days. It's always good to hear from you. And um, look forward to bringing you another episode of the Stag Raw. Cheers.